it may feel familiar that you come off a call, a welcome call or, or any call with a customer and say, that didn't quite gel. I don't know why we I don't really feel like they were responding that well to what I was saying and this could be due to a clash in communication styles. Hello everyone and thanks for joining us. So my name is Irene Ezips and I'm going to be your host for today's video for those who have never seen a video before at the CSM Practice channel. We dedicate videos around how to achieve the success of your customers. I'm the CEO and uh, Chief Customer Officer at CSM Practice, the customer success consulting firm. And today, I'm very proud to announce that we have Sophie Kelly, who's the Senior Engagement Manager for EMEA at Box. Sophie has worked across sales, customer success, and enablement roles for the past 10 years. And before that, she worked seven years at Gartner in various sales and management roles and part of the EMEA leadership team over there. And then she joined Box three years ago. The reason I asked her to join us because Sophie is very well tuned and she actually developed this methodology for Box on how to engage with customers powerfully. And this is specifically important when you're doing the first welcome call with a customer, you know, right after the handoff. And so today we're going to unravel what that methodology looks like so that you can engage with your customers as powerfully as possible right off the bat. Hi, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Sophie, would you like to sort of introduce yourself and how did you come about to developing this methodology for Box? What was some of the incentives to really dedicate some resources to think, how can we engage with customers differently? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, on joining Box and joining customer success from coming from, you know, spending a lot of time in sales and in management, I really saw an opportunity to, to think about customer success differently. I think for years, and it was still quite a new kind of practice as I was coming into it. And for years, it had been thought of as we think about account management in building relationships, which are super important. And, and our CSMs were seeing themselves as relationship builders. But really, we were seeing the trend change in terms of what customers were expecting from those relationships and the impact and business impact they needed as well. So in speaking to senior people at Box and, and understanding where there was some opportunity to really shift those conversations, particularly, as you say, in the early moments of that handover, it was how can we shift from just building great relationships to building great and impactful relationships for our customers' business? So what should customer success managers do just before that initial welcome call with the customer. So I think you you want to know as much as you can about that sales process and how we were engaging with different stakeholders throughout that relationship and that partnership. I think, again, having been on both sides and particularly in, in SaaS organizations, the number of people, personas, stakeholders, engaged throughout the sales process is incredibly rich. And often when you get to the customer success welcome meeting, you're given maybe an admin or one key contact and really digging in and understanding who was involved, what relationships they have with our company already is going to help you build that stakeholder map. And so learning what happened in that sales process, what relationships were built, and trying to maintain those in an effective way 
really is key to making sure that you don't get kind of maybe caught up in one relationship with one person and that you are instead deeper and broader across the organization. If I had to do this market research around the companies that I deal with, what are the questions that I need to ask? Where do I find that content? How do I document it for myself and other teams? Perhaps you can help me like break this down a little bit. So if somebody has never done this before, that must be really overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think it's a really important question. And however you capture information, I know a previous organization, we would have like a pre-call prep sheet. And that for me would be, you know, particularly if I had a significant conversation coming up and it would be saying something like, you know, what is going on in the macro environment? Is there anything politically that I need to be aware of? Have they had a change in prime minister recently in political party? Do I think that's important? And it's not all important. It's not all going to impact. This isn't about going into a conversation and and saying everything you know and everything you've read and written. But all of this information is for you to start building a story, a hook. So first, you might be saying macro environment. This is Google. You know, what's going on maybe environmentally as well? Maybe you don't spend too long on that and you focus more on the company and you say, what's going on at the company? And if they're public, you've got their annual report, you've got CEO statements, you've got their LinkedIn profiles, you've got investor relation pages where they're talking to their shareholders. What questions are you expecting the customer success managers to answer without due diligence? What are the key ones that you've seen had really brought some difference to a conversation based on your experience? Yeah, so I think I'm looking for things like, are there any big strategic initiatives going on right now? Is there anything they're talking about constantly? You know, are they doing huge hiring pushes in particular functions? That's going to give me an idea about they're investing heavily as a life sciences organization in research and development. Well, then maybe I need to be helping them think about how they're attracting that kind of talent. Or, uh, you know, from a box perspective, we would be thinking, you know, what does that process look like to be identifying that talent, attracting it, bringing it into the organization? What are the processes behind that? So that's one big thing. What are the big strategic initiatives that they're talking about? Equally, is there anything that is particularly challenging for them right now? Or are there any statistics or data points that they're looking to hit by a certain point? And then it's a little bit more about your organization and how you can dig a little bit deeper and think about how you influence that. What do you think about this approach of just doing some discovery around the business and the background of these new accounts? What else would you recommend that customer success managers would do before that first welcome call? So I think it's important not to rely too heavily on the sales relationship, because that may be something quite specific to the salesperson. And maybe you're even speaking to people that weren't heavily involved in the sales process, but will be important for the follow up and the customer relationships through that life cycle. So step number one, get all the information you can from sales through the sales handoff process. Hopefully you might have a questionnaire or a form that the salespeople fill out, maybe you meet with the account rep to learn about how, as much as you can around the sales process, who they engage with, opportunities, pain points. But then you're saying, actually take the time to do some background check or due diligence about the industry and this specific business, especially if they're a public company, right? There's going to be a lot of information about that company on the web. 
Absolutely. And really recognizing that there are different lenses that impact each individual that you're going to speak to at that organization. Tell me a little bit more about that. You're actually referring to what we typically call as a persona within that account. Yeah. So I think you're going to have different personas. And and the way I think about personas, you're going to have different line of business people that you might be engaging with. Maybe if you're anything like Box, you're going to have IT people. And then equally, people are going to be at different levels of seniority, which is going to impact how close they are and how much they impact the business strategy as well. And each of these people have different lenses that impact them in a slightly different way. So they might uh, help formulate your conversation, the what's in it for me, for the customer uh, a little bit differently each time. Almost imagine some sort of a form that you must have created for the customer success managers at Vox where you have, all right, what did you learn from the sales handoff? What did you learn about the sales process? What did you learn about the company, the industry? And then you must have outlined the few personas that are key to that account. Did you do something like that? And then did you provide any kind of guidelines to the CSMs in terms of what questions you should have for each persona or what should you find out about each persona? Yeah, so it was probably a little bit broader than that in terms of what are those lenses and how might you go about finding information out about those lenses? Because as I mentioned, we have such broad number of personas that we can be going after. Inbox, you may be engaging with lines of business that you haven't engaged with before. And that may be a strategy as a CSM that you're pursuing for your accounts, particularly your strategic accounts. And so it would say, okay, well, let's think maybe about the macro environment and how that might be impacting this organization, this business. Uh, You know, so that's what's happening demographically, politically, environmentally. And I think, you know, let's say you're talking to a life sciences organization at the moment, something like COVID is going to play a big role in their investment in their R&D. How might that impact the individual that you're speaking to? Where might you go to find out that information? Absolutely. And this is really as a preparation to get some sort of a conversation hook when you're talking to those folks. Yeah. As I mentioned before, it's almost like building an assumption to test with them. It's not about being perfect. It's not about being right, but it's showing an interest and engagement with them and their business and really something to get started with that might shift the conversation away from the more tactical. I think a lot of customer success managers sort of shy away from saying things they're not sure of or putting things in a slide deck where they're not absolutely 100% sure of. But it, it really should be the reverse, uh, where you say, this is what we've learned. This is what we think. What is your opinion? Does this resonate with you? Do you have a difference? And really develop a conversation around your assumptions. Would you recommend that to customer success as an approach? I think that's really important. And the biggest thing I want to say to customer success managers is you have an immense amount of credibility. You are the one with 10, 15, 20, 100 customers, depending on on what your remit is. But equally, your company has potentially thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of customers. You and the biggest thing I say to people is use that customer voice, use that client voice. You know, what I've heard from other organizations is X. And, you know, we've talked about that macro environment. If we now take it one lens closer to the individual and talk about maybe the function 
that they're in. You know, from speaking with numerous HR directors, I understand that one of the biggest priorities is getting a seat at the table. What does that feel like for you? I've seen from your company strategy and report that you have X, Y, and Z to deliver this year. Tell me more about that. It sounds like there might be multiple personas. When do you recommend that the customer success manager do some sort of a stakeholder management? Do you have any tools that you recommend that they would use or somehow track who should be they contacting or inviting to the welcome call? Yeah, so I think this is often an account team activity because you are not alone in engaging that account, particularly the more strategic the account, whereas uh, maybe less strategic accounts, you are stakeholder mapping on a smaller scale, but still just important for you to understand that business. So I think certainly a critical activity to do as part of that handover with sales to make sure that you're mapping out the organizational chart, who reports into who, maybe who is favorable to your organization and and who is maybe more of an unknown. So I think doing that as part of that handover before that welcome call is important. It also gives you the confidence to ask for some of those connections, relationships, uh, and set off on a really good footing as well, as I mentioned, to make sure that you are not purely working with one individual or a couple of individuals, but you're setting up for success by engaging with multiple people across the organization. But you're definitely recommending creating a stakeholder map and then working towards identifying all the contacts you should be having a connection with and then working towards building that relationship. Yeah, and I think also recognizing what relationships matter at what point of the life cycle. You know, you may have, as I mentioned before, like an economic buyer, somebody who signs that contract, signs on the dotted line. They may not be involved in those welcome conversations because they were heavily involved in the latter stages of the sales conversations. But you may need to be looking to engage them a few months in. Is this meeting their expectations? Can you have that conversation about business impact and maybe some of the shifts at the organization and a great chance to showcase the great work you've already done as a customer success manager with that account as well? Yeah, clearly your methodology can extend itself beyond a welcome call with a customer. But if I'm just starting to have that relationship. I don't really know the account very well the first time I'm meeting with them. And I can already see that I have certain personas that might be showing up to the account or to that first call based on what I've learned about the account. How would you as a customer success manager think about the approach or the communication style to each one of those personas. So I think the the first thing kind of speaks to what we've already talked about, that macro environment and, and figuring out what's happening and impacting them politically, socially, demographically, environmentally. That's one piece. Then you've got the company itself. What's their strategy? What's the CEO's recent statements? Then you've got that function, what's going on with the function. All of these are kind of external pieces that you can research and figure out. I think there's a last missing piece here, which is the individual themselves, their communication style. And it may feel familiar that you come off a call, a welcome call or or any call with a customer and say, that didn't quite gel. I don't know why. we. I don't really feel like they were responding that well to what I was saying. And this could be due to a clash in communication styles. If somebody wants to learn more about how to peel the onion around the customer environment, personas, and how to communicate and develop those relationships within that account, is there like a book or a video that you can recommend online for those who wish to further 
powerfully connect with their customers. Yeah. So, I mean, there is so much out there in terms of communication styles. I mean, you could probably be reading blogs and research papers for days and days to understand that. I have found the Bolton and Bolton model a very useful and simple exercise where it identifies kind of four different communication styles, the driver, the expressive, the amiable, and the analytic. And, you know, you can look at these as, you know, the driver, somebody very results-driven, very direct. The expressive, like me, likes to talk with their hands, likes to engage with people, very communicative. And amiable, very friendly, diplomatic, and loyal. And then you've got the analytic, lights data. So a very quick example here. As an expressive, my natural stance is to go in, talk things through, like say what I'm thinking. And if I do that with an analytic in a phone call, I'm not going to get the best out of that relationship. You know, this is somebody that would like to see data ahead of time, would like to see the agenda. And I've certainly experienced this in customer conversations and where you might not know it immediately. I think it's quite easy to kind of sense if somebody is asking for data, quiet, and maybe more introverted individual, you might start thinking, maybe this person would like a little bit more time to consider something. Maybe I need to step back and say less and give them more space to to interact. So a simple way of assessing your own style, but also recognizing how you may need to flex that to get the best out of your conversations with somebody else. Within Box, when you launched this new methodology, how did you start educating the customer success managers on embracing those methodologies as part of their work in being assigned a new account or coming into a QBR or a quarterly business review with a customer that's in a more powerful way. We looked at those different lenses, both the external ones that you would do research on and then the internal kind of communication style as well. And we use different exercises to just start to go and do that research and think about how you might apply it, how you might condense it into like a conversation hook. So we did that and we tested it and we, you know, had people say it to each other. How does it feel? Start testing it out in conversations. And then the communication style was actually first about understanding your own and how you respond in a great kind of way and how you respond maybe under stress. Um, And that's important because then you can recognize how another communication style might be responding when feeling stressed, not at their best. And ultimately in those relationships, you want to get to the best. So that was always a really fun exercise because you're, you're kind of thinking inwardly about yourself, but then also being more empathetic to the communication style of somebody else. Sophie Kelly, you are absolutely fabulous. The fountain of information and knowledge and expertise around how to communicate powerfully with customers and building these strong relationships right off the bat from the welcome call. I bet if somebody comes in to the initial welcome call with a customer armed with all this information, they can connect and show the customer that they really understand their world from where they live to what is happening with the company to key stakeholders and strategy goals. And that really makes a big difference. So I want to thank you for sharing these, this methodology of how can you really come into a meeting much more prepared than we usually take on 